0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, the big
1: show is about a week away, Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. We want you to know everything about it before you go, and we'll be helped along this morning by Reba McClone, joining us with more details on Ten City after 5.30. It's been a challenging growing season for a lot of our Wisconsin farmers, no matter what you grow. If you're growing sweet corn, how is that crop coming along? Josh Scramlin's been doing some work on that. I know I saw some sweet corn showing up at roadside stands. What about the rest of the state? Stand by for that. Weather-wise, it is going to be a hot, nasty, dangerous week. And that means for kids that are headed to the Greene County Fair, the Dane County Fair, Fond du Lac County Fair, Marquette County Fair, they're going to have to have their A game on when it comes to handling their animals. For today, hot and humid, nothing nice about it. 91 are expected high today. Partly sunny tomorrow, hot and humid, 90 degrees. Wednesday, hot and humid, maybe a thunderstorm, 91. Thursday, hot and humid, 92. By Friday, am I seeing this correctly? Friday, they say hot and humid, 94. We're going to have to talk to Stu Muck about that in
2: about 15 minutes.
3: No one works harder to help you achieve your goals.
2: You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative,
4: our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners.
2: This year, Compeer Financial is paying out more than $150 million to our member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com.
0: Trademarks of Compeer Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender.
5: Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
0: If something
6: unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local Rural Mutual Insurance Agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural
5: Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
1: Well, it's going to be another busy week around Wisconsin and just over the border. Fabulous farm-made Pam Yankee here, southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I don't know if you realize it, but tomorrow's the beginning of the annual Dairy Experience Forum. Uh, myself, Josh Gramlin, up in St. Paul, dairy farmers of Wisconsin, along with uh, Midwest dairy producers out of uh, Minnesota, putting together this uh, thought-provoking conversation between today's producers, processors, and the next-generation purchasers. We'll tell you more about that as the week unfolds. Dairy, it's what we're all about in America's dairy land, doing it in a lot of different ways. Some farms this year taking a particular focus on what happens with cover crops and trying to manage their land, Bob. It's not just about the land, though. There's a lot of different facets to this story.
0: Agriculture, Pam, you're right, just ties so many things together. And, of course, whether it's uh, cover crops, conventional crops, it all has to do with keeping our water clean, so we can farm, so we can grow crops, we can produce berries and apples and livestock. Water is the key. And our Scott Schultz had a recent visit to Tom Brenner farm down in the Durand area, talking to the Brenners about the the way they crop, all with the interest of looking for top quality groundwater and surface water, because they are so close. To the Chippewa River which is just a mile away from their farm and uh, Scott had a chance to uh, visit the farm talk to Tom and ask him what drives him to focus on the systems he uses for better water.
7: We only get one spin around and I want to leave it better than I left it that's uh, that's the main reason uh, the second is I'm on fairly light soil in uh, Pepin County here and that can be an issue uh, growing crops so I want to build soil organic matter, and I want to grow better crops with less purchased uh, fertilizer.
5: You're not that old of a dairy farmer. As dairy farmers go, how old are you? And tell me about your farm. I'm
7: a 1984 model. I started dairy farming on my own in 2011. I rented a barn over in O'Galley from uh, uh, some relatives of mine, the Sinses. Uh I was there for, for five years uh, I learned a lot uh, starting out, and it was a blessing to be able to uh, rent a facility. Charlie and Karen put up the feed, and I owned the cows, and I did uh, the cow side of the business. It was a blessing to be there, and after those five years were up, uh, I had this barn uh, project being built, uh, which was which was quite the undertaking, but uh, it was a smooth transition from one farm to the next. and. Uh, My wife, Tana, and uh, our two daughters and I have been here at uh, my home farm again since April 18th of 2016.
5: The barn project you mentioned being a 100-stall, tie-stall barn. Why did you go ahead with the tie-stall barn and not invest in a a parlor system? Tell me about that decision. Uh,
7: That decision didn't come easy at all. I built the structure of this barn. So I could easily, without any remodeling, put a parlor and a holding area in it later in life. And what I mean by that is I built it uh, tall enough, 14-foot sidewalls, and wide enough, 42 feet wide, to basically put any style parlor you want in besides a carousel. Uh, I'm 100 cows. Carousel's probably a little out of my uh, my league uh, in that respect right now. So that, that, was, that wasn't a thought. But uh, it, you build a strong, good shell, and hopefully things... Uh, Continue to improve over time and if I'm lucky enough to grow we'll move a parlor into this someday you talk about
5: the structure the cement the steel everything that goes into a facility the structure you're also very intent on the structure of what's out there in the fields
7: yeah um, I guess if you're gonna build a good barn you might as well have good soil too at the same time right and anything I can do to build organic matter and increase water infiltration in the ground, it's going to pay dividends and just be a blessing. So that's the ultimate goal.
5: Tell me about building that organic matter. What have you done in the past couple of years? A lot of alternative crops. At least they're called alternative crops. But really, we're going back to some basics in some ways, aren't we?
7: Yeah, it's it's all basics. There's, there's nothing... Uh, you know, out there, at least to me that I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm no-tilling. Uh, I'm trying to keep something green growing all the time. Even if that means planting rye into, uh, cornstalk stubble, uh, at the end of October, it's worth a shot. It, it just is. It'll, it'll come up green in the spring if it, if, if it doesn't look like much in the fall.
5: How much are you paying attention to the science of the soil?
7: Um, I have some help with that. Uh, I'm always looking at my my soil tests uh, on a basic level. And what I mean by that is uh, what I need to grow a crop, what's already in the soil, and and the organic matter. I'm not a soil scientist by any means, but I think I understand the basics really well and how important the basics are.
5: And those basics pay off if you do it right with high-quality forages put into those dairy cattle, which, by the way, uh, yeah, I understand you're breeding a, a mix of Holstein and Jersey. You're breeding your Holstein's to jerseys. But you put that forage in, that high-quality forage, you get a good milk crop. <laughs> and if you also take care of that soil, um, word is that you might be helping the groundwater too. And even the surface water, you being just a little ways away from the Chippewa River here.
7: Yeah, uh, that's an important point. Um, I want the water that falls on this farm to go in the ground and, and not just run off the top and not infiltrate. So, so that means you need roots, uh, making poor space in the ground all the time. And I, and I mean every day of the year, you know, even, even at the first snow, if you have rye in the ground, it, it continues to just slowly creep along. Uh, anytime you can have Perennial crops, cover crops, growing—it's—it's it's a good thing.
5: And how about grazing? Uh, what are you looking at for grazing? And how many acres are you running here?
7: Yeah, so I don't really don't have any contiguous acres to graze on. Uh, I can let cows out on uh, on some lots. Um, in the future, if I have our own contiguous acres, uh, I I think there's a, a real possibility to uh, hybrid graze and and feed uh, a TMR ration also.
5: An interesting question that came up during today's farm tour with the Water Matters group. What's your goal in five years? And I thought your, interest, your answer was quite interesting.
7: <laughs> well, I, I want to keep doing what I'm doing, obviously. Um, the most important thing is uh, Tana and I are raising our girls uh, and, and maybe adding another one to the family. Um, continuous soil health uh, continue with the basics and, and grow in high quality forage and, and have enough forage on hand. So I'm never worried about a weather event and growing cover crops and growing these multi-species blends. It's going to allow the tonnage to be there.
5: And the tonnage being there is important in Wisconsin this year because of a lot of alfalfa kill, maybe not right here in, in your neck of the woods, but, uh, do you feel good about that this year, uh, your forage availability?
7: Yeah, uh, I was blessed with a pretty good first crop. Uh, and I no-tilled corn back into that ground uh, because I had this uh, uh, sorghum sedan uh, cocktail mix going in the ground. So uh, I terminated that alfalfa acres. We're going to grow some high-quality corn on them and see what this uh, forage mix is all about when we start harvesting.
5: And you're going to be staying with cover crops no matter what?
7: Yeah. Uh, there that's a no-brainer to me Um, try and grow uh, some of my own seed for that uh, and also don't be afraid to uh, try new things.
5: That's good stuff. Tom Brenner at Farm on Dairy near Durand. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
8: Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station.
4: Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision.
2: With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience.
4: Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple.
0: Dancer, that's the answer. Who needs an alarm clock when you've got the farm babe? Pam Yankee and the Farm Report. Oh,
1: this is going to be one of those weeks, I'm afraid, where we're all going to be sharing stories, none of which are uh, all that good. Unfortunately, you know, we're looking at temperatures this week, every day going to be into the 90s and downright dangerous by the time we get towards the end of the week. It's 519 now, and let's see if we can catch up with our man, Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist with a quick look at weather details. Are you there this morning? No, I still hear nothing, Stu. So we've got some technical issues, which is not a surprise when we start getting into this kind of heat and this kind of crazy weather. Now we got Stu. So let's talk a little bit, buddy, about what's happening with this weather. It is uh, just going to flat out be downright dangerous for man and beast every day this week. No break, even overnight.
0: No, no breaks overnight. It's going to stay very warm, high levels of humidity. I mean, the heat index starts to rear its head. That's that combination of heat and humidity, which, you know, different than wind chill, makes it feel hotter than it really is and adds more stress to the whole situation. So as we make our way on through the next several days, we'll start talking heat indexes, mid and upper 90s, very, very dangerous if you're going to overdo and not be hydrated. It's just that kind of a pattern of warm fronts building up out of the southwest, and that warm front has made its way on into Wisconsin, lining up from all around southeast Wisconsin up to the northwest, way up into Canada. Rain has developed and moved across northern Wisconsin in the nighttime. A little shower activity is still around Clark County, up around Wausau, and over toward the northeast part of the state. Not a real imminent threat for any of us, a slight possibility at uh, maybe Boston, Oshkosh, Fond du Lac for a shower this morning. Mostly, though, just going to be a little hazy, hot, humid pattern that holds in store. That warm front builds up to the north. The cool front tries to sweep in out of the northwest. It also may end up just a little short, kind of lining up west to east and staying off to our north keeping a little chance of a shower uh, into, call it, central Wisconsin, La Crosse to the Fox Valley. That chance could exist even late tonight, maybe a slight chance for a time Tuesday afternoon there. Further south, the further south you are in Wisconsin, the drier, the more hot, the more humid it's going to stay. Not much of a rain chance in the southern part of the state, but that little possibility, keeping the trying dropping in from the north, could linger around. It's more likely on toward late this week that the entire state starts seeing that rain chance, and that could be around uh, later Thursday in southern Wisconsin. Otherwise, still very hot, very humid. Nighttime lows in the 70s, daytime highs up into the 80s and 90s. That summery spell, call it the dog days of summer. I guess that's what we're into right now, and that's how it's going to work out as we head on into this week. I'll check forecast details right after this. No one works
3: harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be.
2: You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand.
3: Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And, and we're, we're ready, ready to, to champion, champion rural together. together. Learn more at compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender.
6: There's generations of farm pride at Walter Grain Farms in Johnson Creek. And the Walter family wants to invite you to Wisconsin Farm Technology Days happening July 23rd through the 25th. On July 24th, there's extended show hours until 7 p.m. for a block party featuring Charlie Barons from the Manitowoc Minute. The event's complete with food and beverages for a taste of Jefferson County. And if you want more Farm Tech Days info, head to wifarmtechnologydays.com Jefferson. Wisconsin Farm Tech Days is sponsored in part by John Deere. All right,
1: Stu, let's talk a little bit more about this uh, weather forecast because, like I said, uh, there's not a day this week we're going to get a break. I think uh, for a lot of folks uh, that are going to be working outdoors, construction, of course, our farmers, our landscapers, those kinds of folks, they they better take her easy. And we got to think about uh, our neighbors, the folks that might be elderly, the shut-ins that are afraid to uh, run their air conditioners. I'm afraid there's not going to be many good outcomes this week.
0: No, that's the unfortunate part out of this. Number one, stay hydrated as you go about your day. Uh, call it mostly sunny skies in the south, partly sunny north today. And there is that slight chance of a little shower this morning anywhere. Lacrosse, Moss, and over toward Oshkosh or Fond du Lac. Further south, just sunny and hot. And we push it up to around 90, low 90s at Lacrosse today. Southwest winds will be at about 5 to 15. The heat index at La Crosse, I don't want to say it, 98, 99 degrees. Very hot today. That slight chance of a shower in the north tonight, otherwise partly cloudy and still rather muggy. Low 70s, south winds about 5 to 10 Partly sunny Tuesday. Again, a slight rain chance. Lacrosse Crosse to Fond du Lac later Tuesday afternoon will be in the upper 80s with heat indexes still up into the 90s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. And Wednesday, Pam, partly sunny. That slight chance of a shower or storm, especially central northern Wisconsin. Real slight chance in the south. Upper 80s, almost 90, though. Just that real hot, humid kind of hanging on pattern. And like I say, with that weather pattern not changing a lot, that little limited chance of rain kind of in the offing all the while, too.
1: All right, buddy. Thank you. We'll catch up with you tomorrow and see how it's all unfolding. Thanks. All right. See you. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist with Weather Details, joining us. All right. Like you said, you almost don't want to look at uh, the conditions that we're feeling out there. Right now... Uh, Lacrosse, you're already clear and 77 at the airport. Moston, you're clear and 73. Fond du Lac, clear and 73. Oshkosh, clear and 72 at the airport. Madison, already clear and 72 degrees. So we are on our way to a wicked week. For those folks that are going to be engaged in county fair activities, got to put our A game together this week, that's for sure. It's 525.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: So I am the proud owner of two little Sheltie dogs, and thank goodness I know my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street, Sun Prairie. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke, here to explain. So I love my little dogs, but they are literally fur factories. They have gotten fur in every corner of my Zimbrick Suburban. So what I didn't realize, Zimbrick Chevrolet in Sun Prairie basically has an auto spa. They can clean every inch of the interior and exterior of your ride, make it look like new. That same smell, that beautiful look that you had the first day you drove it off the lot. And listen, I don't have time for all that bucket and hose business. Plus, Zimbrick Chevrolet just does it better. Why don't you take a look at the auto spa and what they can do to dress up your ride. Maybe you've got a wedding, a graduation, something special coming up, and it's appropriate. Give them a call. Check in today. Zimbrick Chevrolet, my friends, right there on Main Street, Sun Prairie. And do be sure to tell them the farm babe sent you.
9: Are you tired of having smoker's lines even though you may not smoke? A Skincare Minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Lip lines, often called smoker's lines, are frustrating and stubborn signs of getting older. They're often created from years of muscle movements around the mouth, along with fat and volume loss. Non-surgical treatments such as Botox can relax the muscles that cause pursing wrinkles. Dermal fillers like Restylane or Juvederm can fill in fine wrinkles and restore a downturned mouth. All of these treatments are available at Rejuvenation Clinic and can be done simply and naturally with very little downtime. Don't be afraid to get your smile back. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com.
7: Sure, you can do it yourself, but is it really worth it? -it Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park. And you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. The majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage. Save your sanity. Save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing.
6: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
10: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
6: Benjamin Plumbing.
3: silver and gold shining forever diamonds and other exotic gemstones some mined right here in the United States great prices a helpful staff where can you find all of this I'm telling you goodman's jewelers they've been in business for 85 years because they know how to treat their customers right they've been a part of a lot of love stories in those 85 years from engagement rings to wedding bands to necklaces brooches they even have officially licensed NCAA bucky badger UW Jewelry. And if you've got a graduate who's maybe heading to UW, you may want to stop by Goodman's Jewelers to pick up that perfect gift. And they've got a gift for every occasion and someone to guide you along the way. Back in the day when I used to hear Jewelry Store, I thought there's nothing in there that I can afford. Stop in and talk to John and his staff and find out just how wrong we are. They've got some beautiful pieces at all price points. Their website, goodmansjewelers.com. Their location, 220 State Street. Same spot for those 85 years. You can find CBD products at so many places nowadays. What we provide is a CBD specific store. We have over 300 products. We are one of the biggest in the country and we're right here in Madison. When most people walk in the door, they say, "Oh my gosh." Green RX for CBD knowledge, information and products. Leon Road and greenrxmadison.com. Your complete CBD resource.
6: This is Josh Scramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. And on behalf of Pam Yonke, Reba McClone, and myself, I want to invite you to listen to our complete coverage of Wisconsin Farm Tech Days taking place July 23rd through the 25th. Presented by Focus on Energy. Learn all about the Focus on Energy cash incentives to grow your agribusiness's energy efficiencies and save you money. And by Sun Badger Solar. With federal tax credits expiring December 31st, it's never been a better time to go solar. Sun Badger Solar is a holistic solution for residences and businesses alike. Find out more at SunBadger.com.
11: So uh, out of, out of the on. Dane, Taylor, uh, Gordon, I mean, it, it's it's. You think Gordon's the best? Yes, As far and that doesn't mean an NFL career. Just at at Wisconsin and Taylor's only had the two years. Gordon had mm-hmm. three, obviously. Dane had all four. Yeah. Um, based on, but I think out of we have enough sample size. Clearly, of Jonathan Taylor, you, you would say Melvin Gordon's the best of the three. I, uh,
12: yes, while I, at Wisconsin, I, while at Wisconsin, and I would even put Jonathan Taylor ahead of Ron
11: Dane right now. Who, if we do the uh, like goofball would do at Mount Notice, if we did the Mount <laughs> Rushmore, Notice. who would be the fourth? If we picked a fourth, who would be? Who would you include? Ex- out extremely of those three?
12: underrated. My fourth is Billy Merrick.
11: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, pe- a lot or, of people. Are, out of aren't...
12: out of which four? Now, are you? No, I'm
11: saying uh, who if who would be your fourth best oh, running back? If Billy Merrick. Yeah, Billy. My Merrick.
12: my top four: uh, Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor, Ron Dane, Billy Merrick. Now do fullbacks.
13: Matt, Matt Bernstein, <laughs> Matt, Bernstein. <laughs> Matt Bernstein, Matt Bernstein, Matt Bernstein, Matt Bernstein, pretty much. Matt Bernstein. Miss you, Bernie. Uh,
11: all right. Do you buy? Last year at this time, R.J. Taylor was the Heisman front runner. He's still up there, but you've got Tua uh, from Alabama, and now Jared Lawrence, uh, the quarterback from Clemson. I think yeah. Gore or uh, Taylor is third. Um, you know, the, in the NBA or in the NBA, in the NFL, the MVP wins. It's the quarterback, right? I mean, it's a quarterback. That's what the Heisman Trophy is. I was just going to say, is the Heisman, it's more, you know, more running backs have won the Heisman than running backs have won the NFL MVP, but Mm -hmm. it's still, yeah. I mean, is the Heisman Trophy just a quarterback award, or if Gordon, like when he had his year where he got second, or if Jonathan Taylor this year goes crazy, can a running back truly win it?
12: Sure, but at this point, you got to do something special that. I mean, almost have maybe as many receiving yards as you do rushing yards, and be that all-purpose guy uh, in order to win that. Uh, right now, this—I mean, did this Gordon award, have
11: a better year than Mariota? I thought so. Yeah, I mean, stat-wise, oh, totally. had, I mean, Oregon we was a great robbed. team; they made the national championship game. But if it was based on you know what Gordon had, what what didn't he have like one of the five or ten best regular seasons like in the history yeah. of the game? So, so if you base it just on that, Gordon should yeah. have won the award.
12: Then, basically. Right? It's become the best quarterback on the most popular team. Yeah, that's what the Heisman is. It's totally best. So, you know, you you win the Doak Walker. Congratulations. Uh, You are the best running back. But, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see the Heisman actually go to the best player in college football, not the best quarterback on the best team. Um, And, I mean, it's the guy who's. Everybody's touched on that. Since, who's you know, got the whenever. most headline clicks? What Pretty much. got the most well, clicks? Just, who's Mr. I Popular? Yeah,
11: I can't see it not being either Lawrence or Tua Gavolia. Tagavolia? Tonga Violia? <laughs> Tuga, just call him Tua. Tua.
12: <laughs> Tua. Tua. Tua Tonga Violia. Uh, they probably then, win the Heisman. <laughs> uh,
11: the guy that's tied. So it is, of course, uh, the best odds are, are Tua. Then it goes Lawrence. And then you have a. I, I don't know why they have Adrian Martinez in Nebraska in, in this group, but you have a, a grouping. Uh, at the next, be- because he's a
12: dual threat quarterback who
11: showed promise last year. So the group that's <laughs> next at, yeah, I guess. But the group that's at six to one, it, Adrian Martinez, Jalen Hurts. Does Oklahoma have three straight Heisman Trophy winners in them? That would be impressive. At the same position, um, Mel, Jonathan Taylor, and then Justin Fields, the quarterback who's stepping in for Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State, a first-year starter, new head coach, you know Ryan Davis taking over Urban Meyer. And they have a, a guy who's never played quarterback, who's got already the fifth best Heisman odds. So the top five. How are, is that possible? The top five are all quarterbacks, and then and, and then, outside then, of Taylor.
12: Okay. Does that surprise you? No. No. Absolutely not. And it's all based on name recognition and the amount of TV time.
11: The only well, the, the, and then you get uh, Jerry Judy. Is that the the wide receiver for Alabama? Yep. Um, he is uh, the he's at thirty to one. So it's it's quite a bit down. Then you have some more quarterbacks and then Travis Etienne, uh the running okay, back for Clemson. Clemson so you have th- out of the top 20 uh 17 are quarterbacks. <laughs> and you have you have two running backs and a wide receiver. There are
12: better players than probably 13 of those quarterbacks right. on that list. I just can't believe Justin.
11: Just wow. I mean, look, it's Ohio State. I hate them. Uh I mean, they're in, uh, you know, look at they're in uh, two of them are in, still in the running here to be the ultimate diva of the State and urban Meyer. But I mean, is that are we over selling Ohio State mm-hmm. new head coach, a quarterback who's never played and he steps in is already installed as the fifth best Heisman odds.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam
8: Yonke. It
1: is going to be dangerous this week. By Friday, we're looking at daytime highs around 94. We're in the 90s every day this week. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. You know, on this day, back in 1980, western Wisconsin had what they call a derecho. It's basically a severe weather system that produces straight-line winds. In 1980... St. Croix, Pierce, Dunn, Eau Claire, Chippewa, and Clark counties all experienced about a 20-mile-wide swath of straight-line winds in excess of 100 miles an hour. Coupled couple tornadoes also reported. The storm caused almost $160 million in damage, killed three people, and remember, that's a $1980 value, $160 million. a western Wisconsin derecho that uh, came through St. Croix, Pierce, Dunn, Eau Claire, Chippewa, and Clark counties on this date back in 1980. And now you know. I'm PM Yonke. Now from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Well, the weather has been anything but kind to Wisconsin farmers this spring, no matter what you're trying to grow. So how's our Wisconsin sweet corn crop coming along? Josh Gramlin's got an update.
6: Much like many of the other crops in Wisconsin, it has had its fair share of turmoil here in 2019 due to the weather. But many sweet corn farmers are still optimistic that this year's crop is not as bad as you might think it is. One of those optimistic farmers
14: is... My name is Joe Weikster, and I'm a co-owner along with my wife, Carol, of Weikster's Farm Market. So overall, how
6: would you say the sweet corn crop is shaping up to be this year, or how has it been this year?
14: Well, the sweet corn crab is shaping up really nice. It's uh, about 10 days to two weeks behind schedule, but with all the heat that we have and the humidity lately, it's coming on really strong. But we're looking at around the 18th of July for our first sweet corn.
6: And I was just talking to uh, some of the gals you had working out there. They said you guys sold out of what you had available in about two days.
14: Yeah, we got a little bit in for the 4th of July weekend, and then now we're going to probably hold off until ours is right. So the excitement is there for (laughs) local corn. Right. Now, from
6: what you're hearing from other producers, is it the same situation all over the state? Are some doing better or some doing worse?
14: Yeah, everybody in the state should be almost in the same boat because of the cool weather we had this spring. I can't imagine anybody being much earlier than ours here in the southern part of the state. I always plant in black dirt, and black dirt heats up really good. We're fortunate enough to have the black dirt on the farm in certain areas, Mm -hmm. and that's why I usually get really early corn. So I can't see anybody being much earlier than mid-July to the 20th of July. And now as a whole, is acreage up or down or the same as it usually is for you? Well, usually with the uh, sweet corn, is based on heat units. So as you put the seed in the ground, you have to wait for that seed to start growing before you put your next crop in. And when you put it in the ground and it just sits there for two weeks, you're losing heat degree days. So if you get behind a couple weeks, you can't make that up. You can plant larger crops later and try to market it, but you're losing two weeks of sales one way or another. In this this year, for example, we're losing a couple weeks of sales. Mm-hmm. Unless I sell more corn late in the later part, you know I'm down about 20, 20 to twenty five percent on acreage mm-hmm. because you have to. You just can't plant when it's not growing or you're doubling your crops up. So normally when I would have like over 20 different crops of sweet corn, I think this year I only have about 14 Mm -hmm. or 13. So you just can't make those up. So going forward, I mean, do you feel optimistic about things? Yeah, the corn itself right now looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, There's certain areas that did flood out, but most of those areas were flooded early on. I just kept having to find higher ground and, and fortunate, I'm fortunate that our, my farm is big enough where I was able to just bypass the low ground that, you know, because it was always wet anyway mm-hmm. yeah, and go to higher ground. But some people with smaller acreages are, were less fortunate where they were just wet all the time. For me it was one of the most challenging years I've ever had of getting the secessions planted but the crops themselves look really nice. Okay, well, that's good. That That's good. What effect is all of this having on the
6: pricing of your sweet corn this year?
14: Well, um, for example, if if somebody was to take 20% of your, your wages for the year and take them away from you, you'd like to be able to try to make some of that up. And so this year, we're probably going to raise our corn 50 cents a dozen. We've been at the same price for about five years. But in, in conjunction with the fact that I, it's being such a short growing season and I still have to pay the same rent for my locations, my insurance is still the same and everything, the fixed costs are the same, um, I'm going to have to have a little help to try to make that back up. And...
6: As we headed out to the field to take a look at the sweet corn, Joe explained to me that it is not just weather that is causing havoc on his corn.
14: The raccoons are, are you can really tell when my sweet corn is starting to get ripe because uh Uh, The raccoons will start showing up on the highway in front of the the farm, getting hit by cars. And when I see two, three raccoons out there, I better be checking my crop because I know it's starting to get ripe. And then they seem to migrate for miles. Um, It's amazing how much damage the raccoons will do to a sweet corn field. And unfortunately, my my early sweet corn is uh, typically right along riverbanks. And the coons like to travel along those riverbanks, and it's it's just amazing. I have to plant a couple extra acres just for the coons for my early corn. And then if you had to break it down
6: dollar-wise, how much is this coon damage costing you?
14: Right. Well, if you thought—a coon doesn't just come in and eat one and two years of corn in a night— a coon will come in and they'll knock down at least a dozen, maybe two dozen ears of corn. And it's pretty simple math when you're looking at $7 a dozen this year and a coon eats a dozen ears of corn every night for 60 nights straight. It, it really adds up. It puts a, a big dent in your bottom line.
6: Again, that was Joe Eichster of Eichster's Farm Market in Stoughton, Wisconsin. And I appreciate his time as he gave me an update on Wisconsin's sweet corn in 2019. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin.
1: You know, I, I got to say, I love working with businesses that make an impact on their community. And that's why I've been working with McFarland's for so long. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke here from my buddies at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, right in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. And I always say the heart of Sauk City because of what they do. It's not just about the deals that you get, the service that you get. It's about what they do within their community. And I've got some excellent examples if you want to take a look at their Facebook page. Look for McFarland's Retail Center. You know, they make a difference in people's lives, not only by the events that they support, but also by the products they sell. They've got a fantastic rental department. And if you look on their Facebook page, they have people posting thank yous for the turnout that they have in their backyard for a graduation, a wedding, an anniversary party. And it's all thanks to the quality of staff and the rental equipment available In the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12.
5: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
8: All business owners
6: want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can
3: properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com
10: A voice
13: for farmers, for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
1: Almost 544 on the clock in case you missed it. They have decided to try to assist farmers again with crop reporting deadlines. The latest update from the Wisconsin Farm Service Agency offices is they've extended the new deadline to July 22nd, and it applies to reporting crops to the Farm Service Agency offices and federal crop insurance agents. Uh, if you've got uh, confusion on which crops or what the deadline is all about, check in with your local FSA office. But they also ask you please make sure that you are making an appointment before July 22nd to try to get your reports in in a timely manner. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are holding firm. Uh, we had some rallies on Friday, but it was primarily technical because the July contract expired. So in overnight trade, new crop corn's up three and a half right now at 4.62 and three quarters. November beans are up a penny and three quarters, 9.33 and a quarter. September wheat, that's up five and a quarter at 5.28 and a quarter. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped two and three quarters cents to one 40 40-pound block cheese down four and a quarter at one seventy-eight and a half. and Double-A butter was up a quarter of a cent, 2.41 and a quarter. Fluid milk in overnight trade. Everything trading about a nickel lower right now for the August and September milk. Coming up next... Talking a little bit about Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. The show is now a week away.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
4: Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years in 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision.
2: With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate infinity windows from marvin offer a lifetime warranty bring on the ice wind and the heat infinity windows don't warp crack or fade like vinyl windows call today 608-222-1243 or stop into our showroom and see the infinity window experience
4: remember 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations it's that simple
2: Dancer, that's the answer
9: we're heading into the season of weddings, class reunions, and other big events. Is your skin ready? A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. Whether your special day is next year or next week, we can help you feel confident and beautiful in your skin. Treatments such as laser and light therapy can tighten skin and remove age spots. With years of sun damage, it can take a series of treatments to get the best results. Other procedures, such as Botox and dermal fillers, can soften wrinkles and relax frown lines. If your event is fast approaching, don't lose hope. Medical-grade skin products and peels can give your skin a little boost. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty.
0: Let your natural beauty shine
9: Rejuvenation of
8: she knows a hay bale makes a perfectly comfortable seat. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Boy, and
1: if you see a hay bale this week while you're getting ready to do chores or you're out uh, trying to take care of something in the field or you're getting ready for the fair, please take advantage of it. This is going to be a downright dangerous week as far as temperatures are concerned. I guess the only good news, it's this week, not next week, when the state's largest outdoor agriculture event, Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, unfolds at the Walter Grain Farm. In Jefferson County, just outside of Johnson Creek. You know, some folks say, well, wait a minute, I'm not interested in equipment, I'm not interested in uh, cows. Well, you know what? There is other opportunities for you as well as our own Reba McClone unveils this morning.
10: Farm Technology Days has always been about the opportunity to learn something new, learning about new equipment, learning about new techniques, and these are what we have come to expect from Farm Technology Days. But what about the opportunity to learn about different organizations and opportunities within Jefferson County as a whole? Well, that's where the Rural Events Center comes in, and I learned more about. That from Tim Finger, who's a member of the executive
13: committee for Farm Technology Days. The Rural Event Center is a, a tent that's set up, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance, and we're going to have uh, arts and crafts in there, also educational booths, so you can purchase handmade goods from the arts and crafts. The uh, educational booths will have a wide variety of different presenters, um, you know, showing and showcasing different things within the county and also the state. Um, And then we're also going to have some demonstrations um, and speakers on stage uh, entertainment. Uh, We're going to have Mad Dog and Merle, the grilling team, and also a chef from Jones Sausage out of Fort Atkinson um, showcasing their products. And then we have some other um, educational uh, events or speakers, just a a big variety for everybody. It's not all just farm-related either. It's going to be something for everybody. Um, We're going to have Cloggers, a dance group out of Madison, so that's a little different. We're going to have some entertainment uh, performers, singers. Um, We have a polka band coming in, so there's a pretty good mix. Within our tent, uh, offering a little bit of everything for everybody, so just come on out and enjoy the day and or three days. Um, we also have the extended hours on Wednesday, um, which will showcase Jefferson County's, the uh, taste of Jefferson County, showcasing the different breweries within the county, and also the winery distilleries within the county. So that's an added event, and that's going to be from 5 until 7 on Wednesday.
10: So what might some of the educational booths in the Rural Event
13: Center be? Um, the educational booths, we have uh, Citizens for Climate Control, we have the Alzheimer's Association, we got the Drummond area land trust we have uh, faith lutheran church and school we have friends of horicon marsh we have the jefferson county health department emergency management uh, tourism council the vet center Uh, we have a group for uh, stopping human trafficking within the county or in also the state we have progressive ag safety Days, uh Rock Rock River Quilters. That's a little hard for me to say. Uh, Rock River Rescue Foundation. Tomorrow's Hope. We have the Humane Societies of Jefferson County. We have the Wisconsin Egg and Wisconsin Outstanding Young Farmers and the Wisconsin Poison Center.
10: It sounds like there's a lot of things in there, and like you said, not all of it is farm. Why is it important to get some of those non-farm
13: groups in there? We want to be able to pull people's interest, uh, whether it's farm-related or other identities within the county just to let them know that what's available within the county Um, and you know yes jefferson county is a large ag county and we are dependent on ag but there's also other venues within the county that aren't ag related and we wanted to offer something for everybody
10: and I heard there might be an area for parents with kids to kind of catch a breather.
13: We do have a child area. That's actually the youth tent. Um, and that's going to have a different uh, events for the kids to participate in, whether it's uh, coloring or just identification of different farm animals and just related activities for ag to give them a little more perspective of what farms and the value of farms within the county and what they offer people and you know where your milk comes from, where your grain comes from. Comes from, you know, how is bread, and how does that relate to the farm community, and so on and so forth. Just uh, try to get hands-on and more educational information for the kids and parents of let's say, city-type people um, that don't get a chance to intermingle with farm-related activities or just to find out, you know, hands-on where the food that they eat comes from.
10: And this year, you guys, like you had said earlier, are doing extended hours. Why why was it important to add that extra time on, especially on, like, in the middle of it?
13: For the extended hours, what we're trying to do is not everybody, you know, a lot of people work 8 to 5, and they're never able to... Attend the, the show because of the hours that we had. So, what we wanted to do is try to pull out the everyday Joe that has to, you know, the eight to five type job and give him the opportunity or her the opportunity to come out to the show and just to, to see what the show is all about. And in the past, they've never been able to because they haven't been able to leave their place of employment or they didn't want to take a vacation day or a sick day or whatever to come and see it. So, now what we're doing is extending the show. It's going to go until seven on Wednesday of that week and uh, it just you know what we're trying to do is get people that don't normally come to the show an opportunity to come to the show and this way they don't have a reason not to come because they have the hours and the availability to come after work and there's
10: also the opportunity for people to bring a memento home. I know they've got the heritage tractor that they do every year, but that's a select number. But you're also going to be having vendors in the rural life, right? We
13: will have arts and craft people, all the arts and craft people that'll be there. I, uh, there's their uh, crafts are handmade; it's not mass produced, so they're all individually done. We're going to have uh, alpaca, uh, products, uh, handed alpaca products, hand knit alpaca products. There's going to be carpets, hand-wove carpeting, um, a lot of woodcraft, uh, individually named, uh, made handcrafts. Metal art, again, individually made metal art. Um, We're also going to have a character person there that you can have your character done of yourself. There'll be, like I said, quilters there, uh, scrapbooking, uh, handmade scrapbooks, well, even food products.
10: And so it sounds like this year is really focusing on making Farm Technology Days something that everyone can enjoy. Yep,
13: yeah, I think it's going to be. It opens up the uh, whole opportunity, not just for farm people or farm families, but also the you know families that live in town and just want to have the farm experience and just come out and just enjoy everything. I mean, there's going to be a little bit for everybody to be there. I mean, it's not just farm-related again. It's, you know, we have outside vendors that, you know, sell things to just everyday folks. It's not just farms.
10: That was Tim Finger, a member of the Executive Committee for Farm Technology Days. So if you want to learn more about all that Jefferson County has to offer, be sure to head over